Hi, I'm Allie Brill. And I'm Bridget Friel. And, and welcome, welcome back, back to another episode of the Laughing Matter Podcast. I'm going to try really hard to look at the camera a little bit today. Slightly. <laughs> Just a little bit. You look at both. <laughs> I hate it though because I think I'll have like a good angle and then I'm like, <gasps> yeah, <laughs> I have a bulge coming from. I somewhere. literally look like a like a frog. I feel like whenever I look at you, like I feel like my eyes jut out. I'm like, what the fuck? Oh my god! <laughs> I know every single one is just has its own thing, and I'm like, I'm never gonna be happy with it ever in my life. I know. I really just accepted that. Like maybe this is just what I look like to the public, and that's okay. Yeah. Um, welcome back to another episode. Of a Laughing Matter podcast, whoop, whoop, whoop. ALMP, y'all. Um, hi, Bridget. Hi, Allie. <laughs> How was your massage today? Oh my god, it was so nice. I didn't want to go back to work. Yeah, who I just think... takes a massage? <laughs> you don't do lunches. You just take a massage break. Yeah, I'm who here needs for it. To eat when you can just have your whole body rubbed down. I think that's a win. Yeah, I agree. It was really nice. It was just like a chill day. I actually had such uh, a moment today where. Um, I was like part of a a meeting conference thing nice. um, talking about, you know, I work at a, a theater right now mm-hmm. um, and we were talking about like curating the calendar and like how booking events works and stuff like that. And it just really brought me back into booking vibes. mode and I just like good vibes. Yeah. yeah. I was okay, so good. happy. I yeah. was like, this is what I love. This is what I'm supposed <laughs> to be doing with my life. I think you should be. I can see you being like. SNL Booker Bridget Friel. Hell yes, vibing. I'm here for it. I'm manifesting yeah. it for you. Thank you. Well, sweet. Um, we have our first few questions from <laughs> well, listener first few, questions. But yeah, we have a few listener questions this week. All right. Um, first one, starting off real simple. What is our favorite cocktail? What's yours? Are we talking comedy club cocktails or just like in general? Maybe in general. Oof. I don't even know. I haven't drank with you in so long. What do you drink these days? Wine. You're a wine drinker. I'm a big a wine, wine drinker. Yeah. Um, if I had to select a cocktail, though, I think I would go with like a bee's knees, which is like a gin and honey Ooh. cocktail. Okay. Very good. That sounds yummy. Whenever I see it on a menu, I'm happy that it's there. Or like knees. a spicy margarita, like anything like jalapeno margarita is a vibe for me, too. Yeah, I like that, too. Yeah. I like Diet Coke yeah diet coke, diet coke with lime is what i get when i go out these days <laughs> but back in the day i remember do you remember the peachy queen drink that i made the martini yeah, loved it that was that was it for me yeah but also we would go out and get like slosh off raspberry presses yeah that, that was, was definitely our go-to mm-hmm. it's just like some raspberry presses or um i was on a cucumber press kick yes. for a while that's what yep. started it for me cucumber and yeah. then went to raspberry yeah had a little pear in there Ooh. <laughs> we'd go to basil's and any get that. flavor vodka in a press was okay. a vibe and i also a while. understand how much soda is in that mixed with the seltzer like yeah clearly i understand i gained so much weight when i was in the height <laughs> of my drinking those raspberry presses because wow yeah we probably were chaining like a lot of water too oh yeah yeah so much um <sighs> let's see here what was the other question oh here's a good one have you ever had to change the rules because a headliner took advantage oh um I don't know if we ever changed the rules. I think we just didn't bring a, that headliner back. Yeah. Is there anybody specific that came out into like mind for you that was like, oh, we cannot do this again? 
Um, well, obviously anybody who was like super creepy. Yeah. We didn't bring back <coughs> Jeff Dye. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, Jeff Dye was the worst. <laughs> um, also, anybody who's like posse would overstep. I have another staff note. members. True, Jeff Dye. Do you know? You know how he had that connection with Kristen Cavallari? Oh yeah, where they like dated for like a, a brief second? moment. Yeah. She has her own podcast that she started two weeks ago. She uh-huh. talked about it with <gasps> already. Name, and she talked about. Well, I only knew what it was because she was like, "Yeah, I was briefly dating this guy, but we weren't really official, <laughs> and um, I brought him out, and he never had put the location." on ever but for some reason he goes to nashville and all of a sudden is like posting location and she like hated it and i guess because like why else would she why else would he be in nashville you know what i mean so oh. it was like she was like oh you're trying to claim this relationship and stir the pot yeah yeah, yeah. so it was just like i knew it was him <laughs> and i was Absolutely. like she hated him too yeah oh, side note he's the worst he's the yeah. worst i that's so funny that like what it's like her second episode and she's already talking shit about him that's how you know that's a bad dude yeah if anyway. you make someone's podcast four years later you're... in their second episode yeah. yeah it's not good for you cancel him anyway mm-hmm. um yeah i think it was just mostly like if you broke the rules we just weren't gonna bring you back yeah because you... our our rules were pretty much like you can eat and drink whatever you want like yeah you guys are the comics are treated with such like, like literal love and respect like royalty yeah it's yeah. like things that would get you i guess unbooked would be like running the light to an extreme but we even had a comic that we'd bring back all the time that would do like three hour sets yeah i think mostly the things that would get you unbooked is like being creepy creepy, um or like making staff feel unsafe yeah um like like that kind of thing i think the only thing that i could think of um other than you know that type of note would be not their behavior but let's say if they had a if you booked them on a weekend that the rest of the town had something going on mm. remember when tj miller came and it was like mile of music was right downstairs oh. so the live band is outside the whole time yeah like, that was not a smart booking decision no you know what i mean so yeah. that would be the only thing that came to mind really yeah but i can't imagine the rules being broken so bad. i'm curious as to what this person like, i know me too oh no i wonder what happened yeah but I, yeah i don't think that we would have changed the rules just not booked people again yeah Lots of comics out there. Lots of people to book. Exactly. <laughs> so it's like, why bother? Right. Like, you have your set of rules. If you have a bad weekend, well, just, we're not going to bring that person back. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so many people out there want a chance. Yeah, absolutely. Um, speaking of chances, let's go over this engagement on stage yeah. video. Okay, so what happened? Who was it? So it was a German comic. His name is Mario. I don't know how to say his last name. Adrian. 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 He proposed to his girlfriend, a fashion influencer. Her name is Vita Hortwitz at Zany's Chicago on stage. And I sent you the video. Mm-hmm. Um, they both you... were coming. Wait, no. Fashion no, influencer. she's a fashion influencer. Um, and he's a comic. So he, my understanding is he brought her up on stage in the middle of his show or like at the end of his show at some point. I don't know, whatever. And proposed her on stage. Lots of lights. Lots of lights. <laughs> I don't know why this is becoming a thing. It's very popular. Yeah. I think it's for views. <laughs> like, Maybe. You think in the part of his mind I was like, like, I'm going to do a double whammy on I think this. If, it were, if it were me being proposed to, or even if I was an audience member, I would kind of assume that it's a joke. Okay. Like, yeah. part of the bit. Yeah. Like, you're on stage at an actual comedy club. Like, yeah. is this real? I don't know. 
I feel like the only reason why it would be acceptable is if you both had like if it was your first date or like you both worked at a comedy club or like you both yeah. were comics or oh your first date was at a comedy yeah club. like if not if, you're like you're proposing to the person on the first date no 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 no, no <laughs> not at all but like okay. if you guys had some sort of reason to bring it back there yeah or if you were both comics exactly like yeah, yeah, and yeah. on the same show and, or yeah. something like that mm-hmm. um then i feel like that'd be so cool like yeah I, I could see i could see that it is hard because i think it's such a personal preference i almost wonder the people who are doing that like the comic like comics obviously love being on stage with a microphone and the light on them sure their partner might not though and yeah. like that is a that's a risky i would be words of the wise make sure that your partner would want that experience because that is absolutely one you can't get back unless something really terrible happens and you got to get married again and also you like have no idea how the crowd is going to respond <laughs> yeah like if, it, if you don't do it at the end of the show like how are you going to rope them back into like let's get on with comedy yeah you know yeah i don't know i think it absolutely would have to be the end of the show type of thing and i feel like it has to be your show like what if this yeah. person was like a feature <laughs> And then, and then they <laughs> didn't tell the headliner. All of a yeah. sudden, the whole thing is about them. That is that would be wild and rude. I I would not book that person again. Hell no, <laughs> that would Hell get you no. an unbooking for sure. Yeah, that is uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that one has to be very specific. I just saw it and I, you know, like we had talked about it in a previous podcast. The um, what was it? A proposal that happened at O Club. Oh yeah, With and I was like, nah, this yeah. is not it. Yeah, I don't think that no. Unless you're both comics yeah. on the same show or and you get permission reason. from the club. Yeah. Or like really want to. I don't know. Yeah. I it has know. to be like a thought, thought out yeah, thing. Maybe For us, could, okay. don't ever do that. <laughs> I think the only time it would be acceptable is like if you're on a show with your partner who's also a comic, mm-hmm. one of you is the headliner and it's like a showcase thing where like a bunch of people in the crowd are also comics that you know. Yeah. And okay. then you pack the rest of the room with like family members. Yeah, definitely. Like, then fine sure i agree with that but i don't like just proposing in front of a bunch of strangers that's wild i don't want no 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 strangers involved no i I don't even want people i know involved (laughs) it is it is a very private thing i also just don't like being perceived like that like no i don't like being surprised i like surprises but do not put a camera in front of me while i'm being surprised well Unless you're giving me Adam Sandler tickets, then I'm perfectly okay with that. Yeah, <laughs> that's a different kind of surprise, though. Yeah. I wasn't like commit your rent the rest of your life to this one yes. thing. Yeah, that's aggressive <laughs> as fuck. Yeah, um, but yeah. So anyway, I thought that was wild. Hell yes. Um, okay, quick thing. Do you know who Jen from Appleton is? The Bath and Body Works videos from YouTube from like years ago. Um, yes i think so you do okay my sister had no idea and it was really it popped up back on because apparently it's like the anniversary this week of it okay and it came up on my timeline of somebody else going along with the jen from appleton video just Uh mouthing it along and it is a piece of art and i wish that we could put it maybe i will put a clip it is so fucking funny tell the listeners what that video is it was like one of the first viral videos i feel like of yeah on youtube and essentially she was what complaining about bath and body works yeah the woman tried to get a specific type of candle she called around all over the place couldn't get it Mm -hmm. she goes to appleton she tries to talk to the manager about it they have they promised her these candles she's so passionate about this scented candle and it's like one of the big three wick ones she couldn't get it anywhere they promised it she goes to the store they lied to her and she the way she explains it it's gold it's such a good video (laughs) (laughs) and i just love that it's jen from appleton yeah hilarious tune into it it's hysterical okay um that's really all i have to say about it so it's the anniversary for that yeah i love it yeah we'll look it up maybe 
link it somewhere oh yeah i'll yeah. put it in the notes then. okay <laughs> um, i love that yes um onward though update with jeffrey jonas actually i no, like that you joffrey jonas sorry joffrey i can't take credit. i cackled at this i was like joffrey jonas yeah oh. the kyle Mar- what's kyle marissa roth from tiktok she she's the one who came up with it oh. hysterical love it yeah literally as we were uh last week while we were talking about it mm-hmm. they were updating the world with it that was, yeah and we just totally didn't see it i know um but essentially yeah she found out about the divorce when we all did he kept the kids passports so she can't bring them back to england and then taylor swift gave her her apartment in new york city to stay with her children so what a doll shout out to taylor so many things have happened yeah amazing my understanding though with like the whole passport thing was that there was something about like the state of florida required that the kids couldn't relocate because they filed for divorce in the state of florida and that's where their home was even though they've sold it recently but i my understanding, yeah, was that there was like some legal thing with the state of Florida where they were requiring the kids not to, to be stay. able to like legally relocate at the time. Oh, that's so hard. So I don't know what the truth is behind that. That was just like a little bit like a blurb of a USA Today article that that's I read. Probably why they went there because none of, yeah, doesn't he live in like New York? I don't know. And they had a home in Florida, so I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know the details. Like, don't quote me. It was re- I can't keep up with it. I feel so sad for Sophie Turner. I just feel like I want her to be able to deal with her life and trauma like the way that she needs to without the yeah. world just like this is brutal descending upon her yeah. and her family. Like let them Handle do what it. they need to do. Um okay. So I was just kind of scrolling on Google today uh as I do because I'm 75 years old. Um and the New York Times actually published an article today, Ooh. September 28th, 2023, titled Whatever Happened to Local Comedy Scenes? Mm. And um, it's centered around a book called The Perfect Amount of Wrong, The Rise of Alt Comedy in Chicago's North Side by Mike Burden, Bridenstine, mm. which I, ha- I have not heard of him. He I've is a Chicago comic, though. Okay. And he wrote this book, and it's essentially about... The Chicago comedy scene in the 90s and um, kind of how it cultivated great comics like T.J. Miller and Bernie Mac and um, who else was in there? I don't know. A bunch of people. Uh, but essentially the, the clip that I wanted to read was that um, Zanies was the only big comedy club in Chicago at the time. Damn. So it was the only real Chicago comedy club, mm-hmm. and they refused to book local comics. Oh, yeah. So what happened was these comics ended up, um, you know, creating their own spaces to do comedy shows in the back of bars, in the back, you know, like in open mic scenes and, and like cultivating their own shows, um, which made Chicago, like the Chicago comedy scene, very alt and very niche. And so it brought on a lot of weird comedy that people hadn't seen before so it wasn't just like um it wasn't like the typical like joke after joke yeah Yeah. comedy it was like i don't know like weird like i'm gonna pretend to be a ventriloquist or like you know like (laughs) tj miller's like crowd work is like really wild because he came up in that scene and um so i just thought that was really interesting and how like one club's booking practices was the cause of a scene shift yeah. 
in in this huge no everybody wanted to kind of be that way and like every i love it yeah like more open and yeah you don't want the same fucking comedian every week no same type of show like tj miller's great for coming in and just doing some random ass hour that you're never going to see again yeah absolutely (laughs) i love that so like what are your thoughts on that like just one one club's decision to essentially not book locally changed an entire local scene that's crazy do you think that that happened here with home club mm -hmm. or just like the rise of home club like how that like how how do you think clubs affect local scenes i guess is the question Mm, it's hard to say i feel like it's so hard to get people over here in our area interested Mm -hmm. in comedy it is like pulling teeth i feel so it's like hard to to see i also feel very um like i we i don't go to other clubs i don't really know what their scenes are kind of like or if their open mics are the same or kind of what the vibe is so i don't know what do you think i don't know so I'm kind of torn on this. I thought it was really interesting. And I think for me, I saw the opposite where like when home club started doing their open mics, everyone first coming in was like very green. Like they, you know, it was a lot of new comics. And um, so I felt that giving comics a real place to practice and having our open mics and also giving them a real chance of like hey if you're good enough you can actually get onto this stage Mm -hmm. actually created a better comedy scene not only in the area that we're in but also um in other areas where i've opened clubs is a lot of i saw patterns of a lot of scenes becoming better because you're giving people an actual place to practice their art versus just like some back bar show where like the audience doesn't really care yeah um but also like that is tied to our booking practices because our booking practices were like, hey, we are giving you an open mic every single week where you can get a spot. Um, like we are here to watch you. We're here yeah. to put you on stage. Like I felt that we were supporting the scene. Yeah, I think so, too. Versus like it sounds like from this article, Zanies in the 90s was kind of like dampening the scene. Mm. And so it's interesting to me just to see how the scene didn't die it just shifted right and i'm curious if that sort of happened here after i stopped booking because then we had a booker who was from out of state so they didn't Mm. see that you know as people were growing and getting better they weren't necessarily being given spots not only because of everything that happened with covid but also because we didn't have a booker's eyes on them yeah all the time absolutely so it's like when i remember when i came back that there were more it definitely felt more segregated in that like there were more bar shows and it seems like people were moving away from home from club, home club versus yeah. like moving to home club which is what i had experienced yeah so i was just curious if you had felt that maybe some of the booking as the booking practices changed in home club if that affected yeah the no, local you say comedy that, scene absolutely here. because once you left like my I did a report every single week on the yeah. comics that I saw but do I feel that the booker ever looked at that not once yeah like what was the point of me even doing this yeah if you guys don't care who I'm physically seeing and who I want to put on stage right so that was really hard yeah definitely not gonna lie about that because like he's around the booker was around but like not enough yeah not enough at all and, and so you can then, only get so much from clips too right and so it's like and on top of like all the other clubs that he was doing like he yeah. didn't necessarily i think i don't think that here was a priority to anybody it was just like it's overwhelming and i definitely like i was still booking for home club after i left um 
but it became like less in my face and yeah. I feel like I had preconceived notions of like what I thought comics could do after I left like yeah. I was like I've seen you perform I've seen you perform for years and yeah. in my mind you're here right and so like in my mind there hadn't been any growth because I wasn't able physically to see that growth yeah do you know what I mean yeah and, and so it, like yeah well, and it would be weird, too, because, like, you would send somebody and then I, like, we have different opinions on people all the yeah. time. You know what I mean? So it's like, you'd be like, I love them. And I'm like, they sucked. <laughs> that was the worst thing ever. And You're like, like they're trash. Yeah. Or, like, vice versa, where yeah. I'd be like, I think she was amazing. Watch all 45 minutes of this. And you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, so I think that's hard, too. And I yeah. think it was probably really confusing for our uh community here for a minute because we were constantly changing that position yeah the who is getting booked and who is not so i can see them being like well they don't know what's going on they're kind of like all over the place yeah a manager every year like it was probably hard for them yeah so we saw a lot of open micers um open yeah and do bar shows like there's a new one every single night i feel around yeah here. and a lot of the people that i remember working with you know really closely when i was here i know like do not go to home club the way they used to and mm -hmm. definitely like utilize other spaces now yeah um, i think another thing that was kind of hard with open micers was the fact how we would have one person run the mic all the time yeah and then halfway through when i was manager i was told by your other booker to mm -hmm. be like, hey, can we switch this up now? Yeah. And like to me, I was like, yeah, absolutely. There's multiple people. And that I feel like really rippled some things and like people were not happy about that. No, I know. That's I. Yeah, that was a whole thing. <laughs> but like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I do. Because I don't know necessarily how some people were there every week. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, it definitely an open mic shouldn't be ran by I feel like one person unless they are good maybe at like sorting through it i don't know I think but i also like sides. it would yeah the way our open mic was set up so that the viewers know towards the, i'm gonna say towards the end the way our open mic was set up just so viewers know is that comics would submit a form online saying you know when they were available and then what the managers would do is they would take those forms and they would cultivate lists mm -hmm. using that availability so right. if you have four open mics in a month you would cultivate your open mic lists um via the whatever 60 something comics availability um so like i think that that is fine right if that person is seeing and watching the open mics and knowing who is good and who fits where yeah, you and right but you also still want to give people chances so like what i would right. do is i would sandwich a bad person between two good people because yeah. <laughs> it's like i still want to give my bad person you know at least one Time mic a ruin. month so that yeah. they can you know still continue to grow yeah but i also want to put on a good show so like I'm going to put them between two good people so that you can kind of get pumped up and then like, oh, this is not very good, but then get pumped up, pumped up again. Right. Um, so like, I think in that sense, having a single person run a mic is fine because you know your comics. Mm -hmm. um, but I also like the idea of being able to switch hosts because then you get to see how each comic hosts, hosts. because you yeah. could have a really good comic who has a great you know 10 15 minutes but right. if they don't know how to get a crowd going yeah if they don't know how the to transitions. like say people's names <laughs> oh god you know, yeah like, if they have no memory of that right um so like there's a it's a different talent to be able to be a good host and be a good comic definitely so like i think 
I think that it's fine for one person to run the mic, but you do have to have different hosts for yeah. the mics. Um, I just think that home club was so used to having one person do it because that's how we'd always done it was just like oh this one person does it yeah and then um, he left and it's like right and then that one person left and also like when i was running home club i didn't have an assistant manager so anybody who was willing to like take something off my plate as far as like hey if somebody can't make it they'll just text me and i'll find a replacement or whatever absolutely right yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely you can do that so like having a uh, single contact I think for open micers is also really helpful mm-hmm. um, which is why again I'm okay with having like like the manager be in charge of the the open mic and having different hosts I think that's the best structure um but yeah I don't know and and then home club is just really bad with change in general like it's <laughs> so from the servers to the crowds absolutely to anyone who like, walks in the door <laughs> so <Wild>. bad <laughs> so any like little minor like you could paint a wall and they'd be like i like the other color better like yeah, why, why weren't we, we why weren't we why consulted we to smell the paint this week like, yeah truly wild. even the comics would be like well like that wall over there is actually like a slightly darker shade you're like why do you care <laughs> um seven years ago when i was here this is not how we did it <laughs> yeah absolutely that is how it was yeah uh, they'll was be crazy. like oh my god you changed this disgusting flooring that's been here for 30 years how could <laughs> you i puked on this vibe. when i was 19 yeah i puked you're over like, there in that corner <laughs> <laughs> and you're like please <laughs> we have to grow yeah we have to we have to evolve people yeah um yeah i know that was such a that's funny they brought that up that was such a (laughs) such a thing that honestly it was so annoying to me because i know it was i know i know it was like really annoying obviously to the owners too because they're trying to like make it better yeah and everyone's you know like fighting against them and then you as the manager you're like trying to mediate because you're like no i get it like yes it is sentimental and i love it and i love you know that we feel a certain way about it and i love that everybody loves it yeah. but i also like we need to get rid of these 30 year old carpets like, right we need to yeah absolutely it's a choice guys <laughs> yeah. making it yeah so good old home club good old home club hope she's doing well hope she's doing well <laughs> um well perfect i feel like that was all of our comedy this week yeah okay good yeah also what do we think of the name for our, our crowds is open micers i like the idea like there are little open micers oh i cute? don't know about that <laughs> <laughs> maybe not we'll like, let them think of i just think that it would get confusing then if we're talking about open real micers open micers versus like our open micers true okay so it's back on to you guys Never okay <laughs> they'll they'll figure out their own name yeah cool should we go into special of the week yeah all right cool what is Let's see. Oh, it's called That's My Best Friend by Amber Autry. Yeah. So you know her. You worked with her. Yes. Um, I don't remember. I can't believe you don't remember her. I booked her the first time in January 2021, I think. And who was headlining? Spark Tabor was headlining. Okay. And she was featuring. We love Spark. Shout out to Spark. Mm -hmm. Spark, come on the pod. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Amber, come on the pod. <laughs> yeah, she moved though. So she was a Chicago comic and now she lives in Nashville. She does. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, we, I booked her at home club first. And then when I moved down to L club, um, she was in Nashville, which wasn't too far away. And mm-hmm. so I booked her a couple times at L club and I enjoyed her so much at L club. Like, just her stage presence had really, I feel like, opened up a lot from when I had seen her. 
um, here at home club and her joke writing obviously had improved in like the year or so since I had seen her. Um, and I just like, she was one of the comics that I was just like 10 out of 10. Like she was so funny. She had good energy on and off stage. She was like just down to hang out too and chat. And I was just like, you're great. She was a win. Yeah, she was a win. So when you sent me like the screenshot and you were like, oh, this girl's on my, I found her on TikTok. Yeah. I found her on TikTok. I was like, yeah, she's amazing. How do you not remember her? (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. I feel like, yeah, no, I don't recall any of the jokes or anything, but yeah, she was on don't tell comedy. And I was like, let's do her. Yeah. I love it. No, she was cool. Um, right. We found her, um, on dry bar comedy and you can go on there and purchase her uh, special only for a dollar i feel like that was yeah. not bad at all i think oh my it's, god no no and i'm happy to support her yeah um she started off with work how she worked in fast food yeah and if there's anybody who <laughs> has ever worked in fast food i know their content is going to be fantastic because it is a hellhole <laughs> and you see so did many you work things. in fast food I, my first job ever was at culver's so oh, yes and then did the you just wear the little visor i had the visor i had a hat the shoes i had a polo like as a whole thing i loved it i love that and then the district <laughs> manager job i had to be in a different fast food location every oh that's single right day yeah it was hell yeah so i made a list of all of the crazy <laughs> shit from the fast food days that i experienced yes um number one this was just last summer we had to close the lobby because we didn't have enough people to work the lobby uh-huh so as i was walking into the location the doors were locked i had a couple come up i had to tell them drive through only so sorry they throw a fit, but they get on their motorcycle, whatever. They go through. They didn't order anything. They came through just to get my attention again and to cuss me out for not being able to open up the lobby. <laughs> Mind you, I am not the GM there. I'm not a, I have nothing to do with that. I'm just yeah. there to make sure they're operating at a decent level. Yeah. Which clearly they're not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there was that. Um, one time I came into work and there was so much weed sprinkled on the kitchen or not the kitchen the bathroom sink the public one not the back room but just right there and like i'm more disappointed in why the fuck are you like learn how to pack a bowl better why are you wasting your pot (laughs) like this this? such a waste what are you thinking uh (laughs) honestly the amount of drugs found at home club no at l club and home club just in my career in general yeah it's wild even things that like because i'm not very drug savvy i would be like "Hmm, this is kind of weird looking and then it would be sitting in my office and my assistant manager would be like what the fuck is this and i'd be like i don't know i found it in the bathroom and he's like literal meth (laughs) actually he's like that is meth you like wash your hands and dispose of that and i'd be like oh same though no this is so true because we had a couple instances where we would have like workers who would be on something oh yeah and then you would have no idea and i'm like they're high as a fucking kite i am so drug stupid (laughs) they're just like they're vibing and you're like bridget they are fucked up Oh well. Uh, unless it's weed, I have no idea what's going on. Yeah. Well, and even if it just is weed, I really don't care. Yeah, I don't care about weed as long yeah. as I can't smell it at all. That's right. annoying though. When you walk somewhere, like you just it's just a level of like I don't Respe- know. For me it's like a level of respect. Like, I don't care if you're high, but like don't draw attention to it and because yeah. then like don't make me have to do something about right. it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like Absolutely. It's just I, I don't care if you can still operate, but like keep it on the dl like i don't want to i don't want to have to bust you for it yeah you know what i mean and the only time i would have to bust you for it is like if if somebody else says something to me because they because they would have probably gotten in trouble or something i hate that shit yeah there was one person who was smoking up at home club it was like they tried smoking literally in one of the rooms and neither of us were there for something inside yeah it was inside and somebody was like 
so-and-so is smoking right now, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, shut the fuck up. Who cares? <laughs> but like also to the other person, like, go to Oh, wait, I remember this. Like, go do something else. Like, go literally elsewhere. just like, there's like a private, um, like, staircase. Like, just like walk down the stairs. Right, you don't even need to go outside. A little bit. Cold. Like, <laughs> a little bit of effort, please. Just like try to disguise it a bit. Hide it. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Respect me enough. To not make it obvious so that I don't have to do anything about it. Thanks. Thank you. Um, and don't do math. Yes. Big one. Do not do <laughs> math. Yeah. Um, speaking of people on math. Okay. This is my third one. Um, one time I went into a location and the general manager of that location had just came back from maternity leave. Okay. Okay. She just had a baby that clearly took another person to make that baby. Whatever. I go back um, the following time, maybe like three weeks she later. She has the baby. She didn't have the baby there. She is now in a full-blown relationship with her assistant manager, and they have <gasps> tattoos of each other's names across their neck with the king and queen symbol. Oh, oh, oh. the king and queen symbol? Or the crowns, you know what I mean? Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, that shit, like, yeah, just to no end, <laughs> it drives me up a wall. The king and crowns or names in general? The king, crown, queen, like, yeah. I have a king, I have a queen hoodie, he's a king, like, yeah. ew, that's disgusting. Yeah. That is disgusting. Yeah. Please, to Put me, the mess down. if you call anybody king, that's PDA. <laughs> Get that out of my face. Yeah. You need to take that home to your bedroom or to your house, your private area. I don't want to hear anybody call anybody king or queen. I will vomit. <laughs> disgusting. And to just have it so vibrantly on your neck yeah like, that is a what choice about the baby <laughs> no, did they not... tattoo like prince on him <laughs> princess <laughs> no idea i think our conversations ended shortly after that <laughs> yeah fair enough um let's see and i think the last one i just agreed with um amber that people will complain every single day but be there for their very next meal yeah they'll come and complain for breakfast they'll be there for lunch oh yeah so shout out to her for experiencing that at mcdonald's i think that's any Fast food in general. uh, Customer service in general. (laughs) You're right. Some people really just... Yeah. It's wild. Yeah, I love that. Love that. I liked that she had a great little intro. Yeah. It was basically nothing. Just a little walk-on. She got an announcement, which I feel like classic. Yeah. I loved it. I think in general, this... um, In total, the entire special was like 17 minutes long, which is so good for my ADHD girl. (laughs) Yes, it's if good it's for my schedule. That, I know I started yeah. it and it was like 18 minutes and I was like, hell yes. Because nice. it was like perfect. So I was like, I actually have to attend a meeting in 18 minutes. Yeah. So. And like, how ideal. <laughs> I feel like sometimes these like hour and a half specials, it's like, I understand because people are going to a show like I want Adam yeah. Sandler to be an hour. You know what Absolutely. I mean? But like, I don't necessarily love to sit here and watch yeah, this for an hour and a half. <laughs> Throw in a couple specials in here. And for you guys too, if you ever want us to like see your, if you have a special that's still 20 minutes long let us know i yeah. would love to watch Throw it, it our way. <laughs> absolutely um her distaste for vegans is trumped by men in their 30s who are obsessed with grills and meats all men are <laughs> why all men are so obsessed with Ugh. this all men in general awful <laughs> when she said that she was like low-key mad about like not getting cat called sometimes oh yeah i, I, I was that. like is that a thing men I terrify me yeah men are scary <laughs> They are scary. I love them and I really have hope because I have a son, so I, I have to have hope, right? Yeah. But there's been so many non hopeful experiences. Moments. 
Yeah. Yeah. I do not like being catcalled. Don't talk to me. Don't shout at me. Don't tell me I look pretty. Like, unless don't it's even genuine, look like, in my way. Yeah. Yeah. Just don't, yeah. Don't, don't perceive me. Don't perceive me in any way, shape, or form. Um, she also had a joke about learning sign language so that she could tell her boyfriend that she doesn't like the couple they're hanging out with <laughs> so that they could leave. It's getting like when you're a kid and you like speak gibberish to your cousin or sister or something. Yeah. Like, no, I actually love this so much. Um, I, like took some sign language classes in college and i might bring that back so i can let nice. jacob know like it's time to fucking go because yes. he could really just <laughs> sit forever hours yeah even if he only mildly likes somebody and i just don't have the tolerance for that oh i absolutely not no. <laughs> that's funny i like i support that yeah you can actually take that like as a whole language in college so yeah take i did a class for like oh, three, like yeah. three semesters i, I forgot know. all of it Oh, <laughs> shit. So have I, though. I used to take Japanese, German, and Spanish throughout wow. school. We started elementary school with Japanese. Japanese. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. The whole like area did it. My sister had to take it for a couple oh years. Oh, gosh. It was a cool one. Don't recall any Finnish of it. We Finnish when I was in... That's equally as weird. <laughs> well, I grew up in like a super Finnish central like, really? community. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was like everything was very Finnish. We had like Finnish festivals and things wow. like that. Yeah, it was a whole thing. That's interesting. Yeah. I love that. The only thing I remember... Actually, the only reason I remember this is because my grandma and my great aunt spoke Finnish. They were 100% Finnish. Oh, wow. And um, so the only thing I remember from the Finnish language is baha which mm-hmm. means bad girl. Oh. <laughs> Sassy. <laughs> I love that, though. Yeah. I, I do kind of hate, like, German. Spanish, I, re- I remember a lot of it because I took that for, like, yes. forever. And I still love it. Naomi's doing Duolingo. And so, like, Hell we yes. will, like... Yeah, she'll I challenge me, and I'm like, I know this girl. I know this one. Yes, a lot of my coworkers are Spanish-speaking yes. uh, individuals, which I love. I try to speak you to do. them, and they're so supportive. <laughs> like, I'm so bad at it. And they're like, no, you're doing great. And I'm like, thanks. <laughs> She's like, gracias. Yeah, literally. <laughs> like, no, gracias. So they're like, good job. Good job. <laughs> they so sweet. I wish I remembered German more. That is, like, the one language... None of the teachers, I think, were actually fluent. I think they just had some sort of sure. like, German tie. Yeah. So I don't remember ever really learning German, but I do remember loving it. My sister literally minored in German really? in college and went and did a semester over in Germany. Yeah, my parents I don't even paid know for Emma to go, too. Speaks. Me and Molly are pissed. Yeah. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, she was the only one that got to go. Like, we all took it. Like, we're going to plan a Germany trip. Okay, I love that for she's, you. She's not fluent, though, or she is? You don't know. I genuinely, I've never heard her speak German. <laughs> But I also don't understand German, so like, why would she speak to yeah, me in German? True, but that's so interesting. Yeah, I love that. Anyway, Amanda, let us know if you can still speak German. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested. Yes. <laughs> um, beautiful. She also had a joke. She had a lot of jokes about men. Um, the one so she had this joke where she describes how a man held a door open for her and she just like walked through and he yelled back to her like i'm a good guy oh yeah and she was like okay like i don't <laughs> report to like i don't report to anybody yeah, <laughs> like i don't i don't, I don't tell other people like you're just gonna have to continue to do that yeah. for yourself yeah it's like a process I that was very funny, funny. <laughs> sorry sir i don't report to anyone i thought that was so funny also lol why did he feel the need to like yell that <laughs> Because men are terrifying. <laughs> Maybe he was really trying. Or do you ever see those videos of men on like hikes and they'll be like, oh, well, I see another woman. So I got to make sure to, to let them feel comfortable or make sure that they feel comfortable and be like, you look lovely. You're wonderful. Or just yeah. don't look at them at all. Yeah. Or it's like gay men and they're like, what's up, girl? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm here for that. Thank mm-hmm. you so much for trying to make us feel comfortable. Because you know what? You're right. It's not all guys. Yeah. 
but it's definitely at least one in ten. Yeah. And if you if you ten percent of the time get a bad experience, that's like kind Sucks. of a lot. <laughs> yeah. 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 Anyway. Um yeah, I love Amber. I thought she was great. I thought the special was just a fun little um break from all of the penises that have been yes screens i love the female energy she's like high energy she moves a lot yeah her material material isn't overly dirty no um i feel like a lot of women to like overcorrect the fact that it's hard to be a woman in comedy sometimes go like very grotesque right and she's kind of like pg-13 and almost almost pg yeah like to the point where i'm like yeah i could probably put this on like a cleaner show yeah definitely um, i think the worst thing she said was something about weed and i don't i don't even remember yeah what it was but that was the worst thing yeah so yeah so it was great great option um man. i thought it was similar to like jeffrey asmus's special in that like it was a fun good special you can tell that she's still a little green or new to headlining yeah um but she definitely has like good bones decent yeah. writing um great stage presence and mm-hmm. i think i would really like to see her go far me too yeah yeah, no, I would definitely book this one. Absolutely. I have booked her. I would continue to book her. She's a gem. Woo. Woo. Love it. Um, Industry tip? Yeah, girl. I, f- I see you got one. Yes. So this actually comes from Amber. One of the things that I loved about working with Amber is that she was so on top of her email. Like nice. literally every time I emailed her, I'd get a response like within a couple of hours. Nice. And if it was more then 24 hours she would like apologize and be like i'm so sorry like i was mm-hmm. doing something or whatever mm-hmm. so my tip is just to like be available keep an eye on your email even if you can't make the booking it like looks good yeah. for you to respond so quickly mm-hmm. and then especially like if we have a fallout or a dropout like the people who i know are going to respond are the people i'm going to reach out to first yeah so like if time you saver. want to be available to pick up spots, then make sure that you're on top of your email because I can't try to fill a spot with someone who takes two days to respond. So yeah. Some- try to respond with it to your emails within 24 hours or yeah. better yet, just a couple of hours. Absolutely. Um, and it will really actually help your bookability. I agree. I think it's yeah. a good one. Oh, cool. Sap of the week. I, I really went to... My grandma and grandpa's with my sister, and I haven't been over there in a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just so nice. Like, I just feel like they're, everybody is always so busy, so I always kind of feel like a burden to be like, I'm going to stop by, or I'm going to, like, whatever. And, yeah. like, they loved it. Aww. <laughs> they had so much fun just, like, chilling with me and my sister, catching up. We painted, like, the rocks. Like, she gave me flowers. And, it, like, I just really forget to, like, she reach gave out. flowers? Well, she had, like, all these, like, hydro hydrangeas and pots that she wasn't doing anything with i think she was gonna give my mom my mom didn't come and get them so i was like i wanted these for like all summer i think they're so pretty you have some in front of your house like they're just gorgeous so she gave me three oh that is so sweet and i was just it was so beautiful and i love it and just like the little things oh i love (laughs) that so yeah that's my that's really good sap yeah sappy I think my sap, my sap was my massage, my yes. lunch break massage. No, that's so good. <laughs> I love getting massages. It's yeah. my favorite. There was a place, you actually gave me one, over by um, Home Club. It was like a going away thing when I, or no, oh, when yeah. I became manager, I did I think. give you a gift certificate. I was like, I gave you a massage? You gave me the one. <laughs> it's like, I have pretty weak hands. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Uh, yes, but I yeah. did. I gifted you a massage. Um, RIP to that place. It's gone now. It's something else and it's super expensive. Um, next week, it's 
I don't know what's happening next week. I don't know. <laughs> Episode. I don't, I don't know. know. Later 20s. <laughs> almost 30. We're oh getting there. Oh my goodness. Zooming through. Yeah. So uh, tune back in next week for that. Yes. (laughs) And follow us on YouTube. We are putting the whole episode out there. So if you want to just watch us instead of listening, feel free to do that. See Um, our one beautiful face and one. We swap every week. (laughs) One of us will wear makeup and the other one won't. So (laughs) it'll be, it'll always be a surprise who is who. I love that. Yeah. Well, great. All right, cool. Okay. Again, guys. Bye. Bye.